Welcome to Fast Cars, Fast Girls. We are your IndyCar experience. And this week, since it's a little belated, but we just celebrated Father's Day this past weekend, so we have got an IndyCar dad with us, Mr. Jody Karam. So thank you so much for joining us. Hey, I'm flattered uh, that you asked me to be here, and uh, thanks a lot for even considering me. Oh, my goodness. You're welcome. When we thought about this initially, we were like, dude, Jody, because he is an awesome, awesome IndyCar dad. Like, you are always so supportive and, like, right there for uh, Sage, and it's amazing. So we were like, no, 100%. We have to, we have to talk to him. Yeah, uh, thanks for noticing that. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we, we love that. I mean, it's, we, we see a, you know, at tracks and around the paddock all the time, and I just, you know, we both, Molly and I both had awesome dads who supported us, and so it's mm-hmm. just, it's really cool to, you know, to see another dad that's just like their kid's number one fan, just <laughs> behind them. So, yeah. No, you know, I, I coach and uh, yeah. at high school wrestling, and I just see the importance father and son or father and daughter relationship and when a father's not in the relationship I see how detrimental and how tough that could be and I never wanted to be that dad I always wanted to be there for my kid and so I have probably a greater appreciation for you know being there for my son than probably a lot of other dads because I see what happens when dads aren't in the scene and I know as a coach um, I'm a lot of uh, the go-to person for kids when their parents aren't around or just not available so yeah yeah, I I definitely try to be a good dad I I, I fail a lot probably (laughs) but in stages my daughter Sydney will tell you that yeah he fails all the time but but I try You know what? I think that's the best thing in a day. <laughs> yep, yep, is the trying. And I think you're absolutely, I think you're right with the coaching thing. Because my dad um, coached basketball and swimming and diving and um, and golf as well. And and so um, at different times um, throughout mine and my, my younger sister's lives. Um, and, you know, for those, for the other kids on the team that, you know, don't have a strong, you know, father figure or a lot of parental support, you you kind of become a surrogate parent for them. Um, no doubt. So, yeah, it's a, I say it's a special thing to, to coach, especially junior high and high schoolers because there's sure. so many hormones going on anyway. Um, so, yeah, so that's I coach very for, cool. I coached for 29 years, and yesterday oh, was wow. Father's Day here, and uh, I got so many text messages from my, my former athletes oh. and saying, you know, happy Father's Day. And I hate to call them former athletes because – it's kind of like the Marines. Once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine. And once you wrestle for me, you're always, I'm always your coach, you know, and it's just a great feeling when you, when you get a text message from a kid uh, that uh, has no blood relation to you and says, you know, happy Father's Day. It's really cool. Oh, wow. That's super nice. That is very cool. Yeah. Now I actually, this might be a silly question, but I actually don't know the answer to it. Did Sage wrestle? He did. Yeah. And he, he was actually pretty tough, you know, and, Considering like we live in the Lehigh Valley, which is the yeah. hotbed for wrestling, not only in the state of Pennsylvania but in the country, and he was pretty successful for you know being having to go to races and miss a lot of practices. Uh, he was still really successful. I was proud of him, and he did it to stay in shape for race for racing, and mm-hmm. uh, he enjoyed the competition of wrestling. And yeah, probably because his dad was a coach, you know, he did it when days he didn't feel like doing it, but he did it. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. I I can see him being pretty good at wrestling. Having, yeah, that's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. 
Well, and he is, I mean, he's a stellar athlete. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, you could tell me that he played any sport and it wouldn't surprise me, but (laughs) but especially wrestling, wrestling, because I was a swimmer um, and Molly swam as well. And it was, you know, one of those, because in Indiana, the swim season and the wrestling season for school is at the same time. And we would always, you know, like look at each other in the hallway with respect because we're just thinking, you know, everybody goes to these basketball games, but our practices would kill those basketball players. <laughs> you know? my, my daughter swam Division One, and oh, awesome. um, and yeah, and she practiced one day at a high school in Indiana when we were out there for a race. It was Carmel High School? Yeah. Know? Oh, that's yep. And yeah. they have a great swim program. And she yeah. said, Dad, this swim team was unbelievable. It's like swimming is legit out there in Indiana for sure. It for, is um, for a landlocked state, Carmel. you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no yeah, Carmel's state, good. Not surrounded by by water, but yeah, no, I think that was that that was a. Uh, I I'll tell you what, I'm impressed just that she swam with their team because they they are usually top in our state, and so mm-hmm. yeah, their their practices are are no joke whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. Yeah. Oh, okay, so wrestling coach for 29 years. Uh, uh, say racing uh quote unquote coach for stage for for a little <laughs> less than that uh, uh, disciplinarian so <laughs> <laughs> well and i'll tell you um i've got an extra little love for sage now that i know that you're also his coach because you know the the coaching never stops when your parent is the coach and so you know my my friends all love my dad and they're like oh and your dad has all this great advice and this and this and i'm like yeah but when you leave it stops I get it. Alton's home right home at dinner once we get home. Then he asks my mom what she thinks about it. Then we have to discuss it as a family. The next morning on the way to practice, we're still talking about it. I get that. You know, I totally get that. And I, I spend a lot of time speaking with the parents of the kids that I coach about how important it is that car ride home and that they don't – what's the first thing the parents want to do when they get in the car with their kid if things don't go well? Hey, what happened? You know, they yeah. want to coach them on the way home, and kids don't want to hear that. So, you know, we try to emphasize to the kids, to the parents, to just tell them how much you enjoy, you know, watching their son or daughter swim or race or whatever, and don't focus on the result and how bad it was and oh. how you're going to help. They don't want to hear that. It's the worst part of competition. <laughs> right. That is true. It's true. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. I will say for my dad, he didn't. Um, yeah, he didn't usually focus on the negative afterwards. He would. He, you know, because um, we, Molly and I, joke. We talk about the five love languages all the time. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that book, Jody. No. Uh, okay. Um, and so, so anyway, one of my love languages, one of the ways that you know that I relate well to people is words of affirmation. And my dad was the same way. Mm. He would always say, you know, your kick looks better and this and this, and you took this much off and he'd say, but you know, maybe this was better last time. So let's try and put those together. But he would still let me, you know, enjoy the evening. It's just, yeah, the next morning it was right for him. Right. (laughs) Even if I was the last person to finish, he'd say, well, you know what? You still beat your last time. So (laughs) always find something positive for sure. Yeah. Right. I was, I was never going to be a division one swimmer and he knew it. I just loved it. So Mm. he supported me where I was at. It's like nobody expected me to win a bunch of blue ribbons and that was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Including myself. I just enjoyed doing it. So like coaching in both in, in wrestling and being, you know, dad and also Right, I think all all IndyCar parents kind of have that a little bit of driving coach in them. Is 
we, you know, we like to ask, what's the favorite story you have? How hard is that since you've seen him in like multiple arenas of like coaching and living with him and, and driving? Could you pick a favorite story or two? Uh, there's, you know, ever since <laughs> he was four years old, we had him go karting and he loved doing it. I kind of, I definitely lived through my son. I always <laughs> wanted to be a race car driver and. I grew up, you know, a stone throw from Mario Andretti. I grew oh, up in yeah. Houston. They were Nazareth. And um, I, my, my father was a custodian. We could never afford to go go-karting or racing or anything like that. And, you know, through the, the good grace of other people, my son has been able to get to this point of his racing career, definitely not on the school teacher salary uh, that I make. So, um, I don't know. There's a lot of stories. I mean, um Driving across the country, uh, we learned at a very early age the importance of teamwork and mm. go-karting. Like, my son would rely on me because we couldn't afford mechanics to work on the go-karts like the other people did. So yeah. it was valuable if we were going to do well that he would rely on me and I would rely on him on good feedback. And that's one of some of the favorite times was, uh, yeah. uh, you know, go-karting around the country, actually. And then... Last year, we were at a race in mid-Ohio for a rally cross with Dryer Rainbow, and we drove out there together, and we're like, this is like a go-karting weekend. How cool is this? And he ended up having a great weekend, and it just gave us flashbacks of go-karting. But um, probably one of the, uh, believe it or not, one of the, my favorite things is what he did last year at Indy. Mm. Everything, <laughs> everything that could have went wrong went wrong for that kid, and people have no idea what he went through. Like, Heading into the race weekend or qualifying weekend, uh, a lot of people were telling him, Sage, you just need to finish the race because yeah. there's a lot of times you've shown up in India and you haven't finished, and this could be the end of your career. Like, it was it was really heavy, the atmosphere that he was dealing with heading into Indy. And so he knew he needed to finish the race. He couldn't put it in the wall. And uh, that was on his head. And then he missed a day of practice because he had a mechanical problem and mm. he was always behind the eight ball. You miss a day of practice. It's huge. Like other guys oh. are working on their qualifying setups and they're trying different things. And we missed that whole day. We didn't get a test day either. So he was even further behind the eight ball. And then um, qualifying came on Saturday and, um, he had a couple moments during the week because we were trying to play hurry up and kind of rush things along. And it just wasn't a good feeling heading into Saturday. And, and I knew what he was dealing with and he did five qualifying attempts. And once you get a lot of heat in the engine and you're not going to go faster. I mean, your, mm -hmm. your first two attempts are going to be your fastest in qualifying the best performance on the engine. So we basically were working on qualifying for the last row on Sunday attempt and making sure the car was okay for Sunday. And I remember when we left Saturday night, like we didn't say it to each other, but it's like, what happens if we don't qualify? You have all the sponsors there. You have a suite rented out. You have hotels. Like, do you even stay or do you go home? Wow, yeah. uh, your career is going to be over probably because that's the only race you race all year long. If you don't qualify for it, you're done. Mm. So yeah, it was, it's just insane. <laughs> unbelievable yeah. feeling. I mean, there's people in a lot worse places than we are, no doubt about it. End of the day, it's just a race, but, but, but still that's, I mean, that's, and that's a lot of pressure on a kid. That's that a, too. Oh yeah. That'd no doubt awesome, about it. Goodness. Yeah. yeah. And, um, when I stayed with him that night <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that, which is another great story. He gets this Airbnb in Indy and it looked great online. You know how that is? You uh -huh. show up and it's in this neighborhood where it's like 
I left my guns at home. I have no protection. There's graffiti <laughs> on the walls across oh. the street. I'm like, Sage, what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bad start to the whole weekend. <clears throat> then he showed up and he had Al Qualified Hinchcliffe, who was a former poll winner. Mm-hmm. Fernando Alonso of Chilton, a former F1 driver, you know, placed, I think, third in Indy 500. Like, there was some serious competition for those last three spots. <clears throat> and he looked at me and he goes, Dad, I'm just going to stand on it and I am not going to lift. I don't care what happens. This is it. Nice. I said, okay, I love you. And, and I love you too, Dad. And he went out there and he was the fastest out of all uh, with the six guys that got to qualify that day and we got out of the car. Um, I mean, I'm getting emotional right now, <laughs> yeah. you. but he yeah. just broke down and just started crying. And I, I, I totally got it because uh, I know what he was going through. I know what was on the line. And then, you know, the following week he had to race the race and the pressure to finish was there. And Dennis uh, Reinbold does an mm-hmm. amazing job with my son. I mean, took him under his wing and, has total faith in Sage and, you know, it's just an amazing situation out there and we're totally loyal to him and Sage wants to do well in that race. I think obviously mm-hmm. for himself, but for Dennis, that's, you know, Dennis, he's just a great person. And so Sage like, I got to finish the race. The sponsors are saying, I got to finish the race. A lot of people are saying, I just have to finish the race. I have to just finish the race. So I'm like, okay, you have to just finish the race. And his whole his whole way of competition and success has been based upon flat out letting it fly by the seat of your pants, golf mm-hmm. and win. So just finishing really wasn't his way of, it wasn't his MO. Sure. And so he went out there and uh, very conservative, <laughs> drove with just the idea, I'm going to finish the race. And when he got out of the car, the sponsors were there and everyone, he acted like he was excited about it and happy for the sponsors <laughs> and everything. But and we left the track and we're driving and he went out to eat that night. He goes, that was one of the worst experiences of my life. He said, I, that that hurt more finishing the race, just not going all out than it did putting it in the wall at Indy in the gas monkey car when I was in fourth place. I said, really? He goes, yeah. And he, he he's never, ever going to do that again. Like I, when sometimes you have a third place car, you finish third, but the car was better than that. He mm-hmm. was better than that. And I think they just, he just made a, uh, an error in judgment and just finishing the race. And the, the team wanted him to go for the win and do as well as he can. The team is never just satisfied on just finishing. That's not what Dryer Rainbow's about. It's not what Sage is about. That's why the chemistry between those two mm-hmm. is so good, you know? So, yeah. yeah. yeah so that's you- one of my favorite stories, what he I- overcame to get through that weekend <laughs> and that he, he was so disappointed in the result, even when he finished Indy 500, you know, yeah. most people be happy, but he wasn't. That's, uh, that's an amazing Sorry story. for the long story. No, <laughs> oh my gosh. Both of us were just, I, I mean, we're social distancing, but I know we're both just sitting here staring, just like listening. That was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty oh. cool. You know, yeah. but well, I respect I just, him for that. Yeah. And it just shows what a drive he has to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always do better and be better. You know, right. Absolutely. You know, he's he like, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like he knows what he can do and he wasn't satisfied with that drive. And, you know, I think yeah. there's a lot to be said for guys that, you know, can appreciate what they've accomplished, but still recognize, you know, we've got some room for improvement. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Really cool. Now, that was yeah. a fantastic story. Don't ever apologize for the length of that story. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> 
so um so yeah so you grew up um or he grew up in nazareth are you from there as well i'm from easton which is the uh town right next to nazareth they uh, okay play right next to each other yeah right now all of our, our pennsylvania people are just yelling and pointing to a map because we don't know because they know where easton is yeah yeah <laughs> they're, they're all from lancaster so they're, Lancaster, they're Lancaster. I know. Oh, Lancaster is about like uh, almost two hours away from us. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> they always say that we pronounce it wrong since we pronounce it with our Midwest accent. So, <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. They're like, we always say um, city. Lancaster. Land. Lancaster. That's how I say it too. Lancaster. Okay. Yeah. There but you go. Uh-huh. Lancaster. Uh, <laughs> so, um, do you get to all of stages races pretty much? Yeah, like ever since uh, go-karting, wow. I've, I've always found a way to get to every race. Sometimes I don't get there until race day because I'm a school teacher, Sure, but I never miss the race. And now there's uh, my, this my first one, July 4th weekend, there's a, a very, very good chance that he's going to compete in the Indy Grand Prix mm. and it's no spectators. So oh, yeah. the team said, hey, uh... we have, uh, there's no room for you. And I'm, I'm real close to the team and I know if there was a way they could get me in you know, legally. They could get me in there, yeah. But I mean, there's no way. So I'm really crushed about it. But it's bittersweet uh, because hopefully my kid will be racing. So sure I watch is. it on TV at home. That's I'm awesome. gonna say, or or if or if you come to Indy, once we're done recording, we we have a plan to socially distance watch. Uh, Near the track. I don't think they'll let me in though. <laughs> no, yeah, no, we we won't be in the track either. We uh, won't be. Dis- Track, but we have a spot that we can see the screens inside the track from outside the track. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll just put it like that so you can still hear and see a screen. So <laughs> if you're interested, you just let me know. Yeah, well, thank that you for is, that offer. That is really awesome that you have uh, like that been to, to all of them so far. We're going to say all of them so far, fingers yeah. crossed, that like yeah. that's the streak. Um, I think that beats my parents' streak of like missing one of my events. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love mine. It's fine. It's okay. That's yeah, really, really I just want to be there for him. You know, I'm not yeah. going to make a difference, but I just want to be there for him. You know? I bet you do. Yeah. I think it makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. especially, yeah, like you said, being a school teacher, it's not that you can just take off days and Right, leave. right. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what uh, what subject do you teach? Um, health and phys ed, grades okay. 9 through 12 in Bethlehem, <sighs> Pennsylvania. Excellent. That's really cool. Thank you for for being a teacher, by the way. No, thank you. Quite welcome. It's a very noble profession, especially high school. Yeah. Especially health class in high school. Yeah. I like phys ed better than teaching health, but but in health, I get to tell my stories. My health class is like a talk show. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And we talked to the guy. I talked to the guys right in front of the girls about being a better man. Like you don't want to be that guy that's a bad dad or a bad boyfriend. And the girls all jump in. They start cheering. They love that talk that day. <laughs> I bet they do. Oh, that's mm. fun. Oh yeah. But, you know, having, it's important to to do that because you know, like we said, not everybody has the same parental um, experience at home and. And yeah, being a teacher, you have a, a unique position to really affect kids' lives and kind of help help shape them into you know productive members of society. And so, good for you for yeah. you know taking the initiative to have conversations like that. Thank yeah. You. Sorry, Molly, I got you. That's all right. I was just going to ask the, another question, but that was okay. It was me. You know me. 
Um, but since you've gone to all of his races with an incredible streak, what's your favorite, um, maybe favorite couple since you, you, you go to a lot um, races to watch? Uh, my two favorite memories are his first Indy 500. He was a senior mm-hmm. in high school. It was his first ever race in an Indy car. Like, imagine that. Your first ever race is the Indy 500, and you're a Goodness senior gracious. in high school. And I showed up at the Indy, and he had, uh, like, a, an Airbnb there up in, in Carmel. And uh, is that my thing, <laughs> right? Carmel? Carmel? No, Carmel. You, you, Carmel, you got okay. it perfectly, yeah. And um, <laughs> there's my kid outside the the place with uh, one of his friends shooting baskets the uh, the night before the race. And I'm thinking that's so cool. Like that's like so innocent. I love this. Mm-hmm, right. Hanging, he has no idea what he's going to do the following day. You know, he's uh, 18 years old and shooting baskets. And tomorrow he's going to step into the, the the greatest. It's like the it's the world's largest one day yeah. viewed sporting event in, yeah. in history. It's crazy what you know he was doing and. I just, I just look at the magnitude of that. I'm like, he's shooting baskets with his friend hanging out. But sometimes I think too much, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, he finished that race and got ninth place. He was in eighth, and then Will Power got him on, like, the second to last lap or last lap for, for eighth place. So he finished ninth, first time ever in IndyCar. I'm like, this is so cool, you know? <laughs> it's like, I'll never, ever forget that one. And the other race like I really enjoy, like, you're being from the Midwest, is um, – the Iowa race because uh, there's yeah. culvers out there. I love like the culvers, <laughs> the concrete mixers, whatever. Yes. And yeah, it's like when we were racing go karts, we'd go to the Midwest and we'd drive and we'd always go to culvers and get the burgers, the butter burgers, whatever they are, and yes. the concrete mixers, <laughs> like the worst food you could possibly eat as far as your health is concerned. And we go to Iowa and there's the culvers like right outside the track. And uh, he was, he raced there four times or five times and he's on the podium every time he won four times and in the developmental ladder at you know through indy yeah and then um yeah last year was the first time he raced it and didn't finish on the podium so it was always a great track to go to under the lights at night in iowa and the cornfields around you and yeah it's unbelievable i love iowa and of course i love indy as well yeah they're my favorite races to go to it's pure americana you know it is (laughs) That is, yeah. that is, that is so, that's funny about the food. It's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, when you, you travel with a with circuit, you kind of like, everybody loves the racetrack, but you're like, at this track, you can get some really good food here. <laughs> you're going to go to this track. Here's the food you want to get. Like, it's kind of how it is. I love it, though. I love the Yeah. Game. In Texas, there's like this restaurant right inside Texas Motor Speedway yeah, where yeah. the tacos. Oh, the tacos are amazing. And I don't even like tacos, but I go there and it's like, I got to get a taco because they're unbelievable. They are. The, the queso is amazing as well. It yeah, is very good there. And, and, and frankly, so are the margaritas. I'm just going to put it out there. Put that out there. Yeah, I mean, we're not driving professionally, so it's okay. Um, right. Real, real drivers, not so much, probably. That's yeah. But yeah, no. I and I was great because, like you said, it's kind of just set in the middle of a bunch of cornfields. You almost feel. I mean, you you totally feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, except for this track. And yeah, I I think that's one of the cool things about it is that you can be up in the stands and look around and you see all the cars parked and all the camping and all the RVs and you know just to think, okay. These people have come from everywhere because there is no way there's that many people just right around here 
yeah, you know, it's like, within, within a 20 minute drive. So it's like 100%. You feel like you're in Field of Dreams, the movie. Yeah. Am I right? It's you are unbelievable. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I love Plus it. Plus IndyCar at night. Oh, there's yeah. nothing oh. better than that. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Very cool. Well, I hope the stage gets to race on the uh, the fourth because that was one of the original races before uh, you know before the coronavirus <laughs> before everything. Yeah, yeah <laughs> actually, like, uh, he had five races lined up for this year, and no one yeah. even knew that. Uh, oh wow! The doubleheader at Detroit, St. Pete, oh, wow. uh, Indy, and the fifth one, Toronto. Oh, gotcha. Ah. Yeah, and Toronto's not happening now, and no. Detroit's not and happening. Space? Yeah, and Jason's done well at Detroit. That's a good track. Oh, yeah, he was on the pole with 90 seconds to go when the rain came, and they canceled it his first time ever up there. Oh. He's on the pole, it starts raining, and then 90 seconds left before they have to make a decision, let the results stand as they are, or cancel it, and they go on points. They canceled it, and he had to start, like, you know, towards the end. (laughs) Hey, what a heartbreak. It's like, I yeah. heard this legitimately. Oh, oh yeah. He's walking around with his chest pumped out. He thought he was going to be on the pole and then <laughs> go from hero to zero. Oh, oh. I mean, if that's just, that's just such a microcosm of being in motorsports. Just oh, no doubt. The yeah, highs and humble. lows. Yeah, yeah, it keeps you humble. It does. So what um, do you have a, a good embarrassing story of Sage that he would allow you to tell? Embarrassing? <laughs> I got I got a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> I have wait, a, wait. an embarrassing slash dumbest dad of the year award. Maybe dumbest Ooh. dumbest dad of the century award. Um, it was bad. It was really bad. Very embarrassing. I shouldn't even tell this story, but uh, why not? I can if I get in yeah, trouble, I can always it. say I was lying, right? If I there you trouble. go. That works. i'll never forget this he was 14 years old racing go-karts and skip barber his first year doing skip barber and we were racing carts out in indiana and it's like a nine and a half almost 10 hour drive from the go-kart track in indiana to home and it was a sunday night so we had to get out of track as soon as the race was over because he's racing three classes i had to get in the truck after tuning the go-kart all weekend long. I mean, I'm dead tired. It's a hot weekend, middle of summer. No, it wasn't summer. It was the October race. Because I'd be back at school for Monday morning and teach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was shot. I get in the truck. We load it up. It's like six o'clock at night. Stop for a pizza. Fill the truck up. I get to eh, most of the way through Ohio and I just can't keep my eyes open anymore. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. dead. I'm so tired. And Sage so is sleeping over, and I look over. I'm getting angry because he's sleeping. I can't keep my eyes open. I'm driving. I got to get home because I figure I'll get maybe an hour and a half or two hours sleep by the time I get home and right in the classroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I fill the truck up again because uh, it's a long drive, and we're just about ready to enter Pennsylvania. So there's another, like, little over five hours of driving left, and I can't do mm-hmm. it. So I look at Sage. I go, I'm so bad. I can't believe I'm even telling you the story. I go, you want to drive home? <laughs> 14 years old. doesn't have a license. And he what, looks at me and he goes, yeah, yeah, dad, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I got to get home. It's like, I, this is so illegal. This is so bad. I am horrible. 
he gets in the truck in the driver's side. He's up on the steering wheel. I'm, and I should say just for one hour, just drive for one hour. Let me rest my eyes and then uh, pull over and um, wake me up and I'll drive home. Okay, dad. So I knew he wouldn't fall asleep because mm-hmm. he, first time driving a car on the road. I mean, oh. he's all excited. He, right. Yeah, yeah. So he starts out, and he was trying to skip Barbara car, so I knew he could drive, but the road's a different thing. And he's driving, so I fall asleep, and I wake up, I look over, he's up on the wheel, you know, <laughs> driving. <laughs> next thing you know, I fall asleep. Uh-huh. And then the next thing you know, Dad, Dad, wake up, wake up. I'm like, what's the matter, what's the matter? I feel like I fell, fell asleep for 10 minutes. He goes, the gas light is on. What's this mean? He drove. I go, where are we? He goes, we're in the Poconos. He drove straight across the entire state until the truck almost ran out of gas. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So yeah, that's embarrassing to say to dad, but it's exciting for Sage, you know what I mean? So I probably didn't meet your most embarrassing story, but but definitely your biggest idiot story. No doubt about it. So I I couldn't believe it. Just not a commercial driver's license. Yeah, he can drive. You know. So it wasn't a commercial. It was just a pickup truck, you know, and we all the go-kart stuff stacked in the back, like the Beverly Hillbillies we looked like. But uh, that was oh. really, really bad. I can't believe I did that. Yeah. Okay. Well, if, it, if it makes you feel any better, um, I, I may have allowed a 12-year-old who has a uh, racing license to drive my, my Beamer so they could practice shifting this last fall but <laughs> in Pennsylvania of all places in Pennsylvania yeah. <laughs> um, so, that's so, yeah. great so you <laughs> understand I there was you a know, need of, yeah it's like you know I'll you just drive you. on a track I mean you got the that's so funny about the gaslight though because obviously a race car doesn't have that <laughs> right right <laughs> but he saw he saw his yellow <laughs> light light up uh, <laughs> Oh, I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, he woke me up panicking, and uh, yeah. I, I couldn't believe it happened so quick. And you know, five hours passed. <laughs> I mean, uh, I've, 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 having driven that a few times, I get it. You're like, ah, I gotta have somebody take this drive over. <laughs> yeah, that was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's, funny. That's awesome, day. though. <laughs> well, and you, you know, in Iowa, people can actually get their driver's license at 14. So if you were in another state, it would have been totally legal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, oh, yeah, I'll go with, yeah, I knew that, and that's my defense. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, that's, that's awesome. That's exactly <laughs> what you say. <laughs> How you handle that. <laughs> oh, wow. So do you have any kind of race day superstitions or or things that you do? or? Um, <laughs> you Believe it or not, I don't because mm-hmm. I've always been like – I used to do stupid things and, and make them superstitions, but then they weren't working. So I'm like, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? Like, we're, yeah. we're crashing. We're not winning. Like, what's the difference? It's not going to make a difference. So I just stopped doing it. And, and I don't say, I don't think he does. I think he always gets in the right side of the car. But other than that, I don't think he has any either. And it's, they're too much work. It's too much. <laughs> you got to remember them. Superstitions, you know? <laughs> Right. So yeah, we don't. I, mean, I wish I had a great story about a superstition yeah. or something I could share with you, but to be honest with you, I just don't. I don't, that, I don't have any. That's all right. It also makes sense yeah. that you've, you've been going to, to all of his races, so at this point you're like, no, we just kind of show up and we do what we always do, and 
erases yeah. it. Yeah, it, it makes sense, though, when you think about yeah. it. That, yeah, nope, we don't have any. Like you said, they didn't work. Why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't say it's a superstition, but like one thing I do is I give him uh, 12 minutes before I talk to him after a bad day in a race yeah. car. Like, if things don't go well, obviously I'm upset about it for him. He's uh-huh. upset about it. And anything we say to each other, we found within that 12 minutes is not no. going to be productive. It's going to be counterproductive. It's going to be emotional and hmm. it's going to end up uh, crashing and burning. So I give him like 12 minutes and then we calm down and then we have a civil conversation. But yeah, never run up to the car and confront your kid or out of the swimming pool right after they get out. Like If yeah. things don't go well. Yeah. I like that idea of like, yeah, we're just going to give 12 minutes. It's it's good. Ooh. Yeah, cooling off period, just, you know what I mean? Yeah, Some people need more. Culture. Some yeah. people can do it in less time. I think the sage is 12 minutes. Yeah. That is I really know. cool. <laughs> that's, and that's really that's great. cool. That's, yeah, it's great that you both recognize that. That yeah. is very cool. It's like, okay, you know what? We're both feisty. Let's give give ourselves a minute right. to, yeah, to take, take a, a breather. Mm-hmm. And then we yeah. can come back and, and talk. We were at Mid Ohio one time when like we didn't figure out twelve minutes yet, and I was so angry, and I knew he was angry the way it went. I gave him like an hour, and people were calling me saying, "Hey, your son's looking for you." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "All right, I'll be up." <laughs> right? You're like, "I'm not trying to be." You're like, "I'm actually trying to be a good dad. Just give him space." Right. I'm so pissed off. <laughs> but I was trying to be ready. Good. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. well, well, I'll tell you one of the things that I really enjoy about Sage as a driver, um, and that is his interactions with with fans. Um, mm-hmm. well, thank you for noticing that. I, I, oh. I appreciate oh. that. I think that's so special. It is, it is. It is so special. And, yep. you know, Sage, um, Sage is a very handsome young man. And so I, I think it's easy to look at him and assume that because he's that good looking that he's stuck up or, you know, has this air about him that he's better than people. And that yeah. absolutely couldn't be further from the truth of who Sage Karam is. That means a lot to me as a dad. Thank you so much for noticing oh. that and commenting on it because he's not like that at all. We're middle-class oh, no. Americans and, you know, race weekend, we're, without a, we're not poor, but we're definitely the poorest people in the paddock, no question, <laughs> right. in, in the race car, no doubt about it. Like, so yeah, we know where we came from and, uh, just about every Indy 500 Sage is out there after the race is over for an mm-hmm. hour or so mm-hmm. signing autographs and a lot of other people have left. And there's a couple other drivers that I see doing that too, but Sage mm-hmm. is always doing that. And uh, oh. the fans notice that. And Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and he goes out of his way, especially if there's kids around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's really good with kids. Yeah, he is. I, I give him that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like he could be on his way heading back to the garage and been like, okay guys, I'm, you know, I'm done, et cetera. And then if, you know, three kids walk up, well, he's going to well, find okay. three photographs and then he's going to go. Um, yeah. Wow. You guys really pay attention. I, I well, got to give you credit. You know, <laughs> it's like so many times you do interviews and he say he does interviews and people just don't do their homework or they don't know. They don't know their audience. They don't know who they're talking to. You guys, I mean, guys, sorry. That's you, okay. <laughs> you definitely know what you're talking about, and you've done your homework, and you pay attention. 
Well, you, you know, we, well, you're, you're welcome. And it's, it's because we, we ourselves, you know, for, for media days and whatnot, when we chat with him, he's just very personable and he is a, I mean, everybody should know this. He's an excellent interview. He just starts talking. Oh, yeah. You kind of get him started on a topic and I'll just kind of <laughs> sit back and let him go. I'm like, no, it's okay. This is good. I don't have to ask more questions. Let's keep yes. going, buddy. So no, go. go. Yeah. He's, he's a real guy. Yeah, he's real. He is no, real. What you see is what you get. He's not mm-hmm. not fake at all. And he doesn't just do it for the sponsors. What you see oh, yeah. is what you get. You know? Yeah, and he yeah. and I I wanted to circle back when you were talking about you know that Dry and Reinbold. They you can just tell that it's a very good core group right there. Yeah, and oh, and, yeah. and I think it's it 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 seems like it, it runs part. both ways. It's it is good partnership. They're looking out for each other. Couldn't yeah. we so excited when we you know heard about everything this year. And fingers crossed, you know. Like Dennis, just a further affirmation to the type of character that Dennis is. He has, he's kept those guys intact for like, I don't know, six years, seven years, maybe even longer. And they do one race a year. I mean, teams just don't do that. They get their salaries year round and they do one race a year. You know, it's consistent faces. You see the same faces. They Mm -hmm. know stage. He knows them. He knows the expectations. And it goes both ways. And, uh, yeah, that's a tribute to Dennis. Well, and that just makes it so much easier on stage. uh, Because, you know, like you said, when you only do, you know, well, this year it was going to be five. um, But, you know, when they do one race or a handful of races a year, it could be very easy to come back and you have almost no consistency with your team and your crew. And, you know, to take one less variable out of there just makes the driving so much easier because you already know everybody. Right. Yeah, no question about it. It's like plug and play for the most part, but the cars change every year. Like this year at the windscreen, that's going to be a big deal. And you got to think of what the kid does, too. He gets in the race car every 12 months, and he has to go 230 miles an hour right at the first race. These other guys have practice and, you know, other races leading up to it. Every year he takes 12 months off and jumps in a race car and goes 2.30. That's crazy. That is. Oof. And they say, don't wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my fast. goodness. Steps <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, like he's speaking with uh, TK the other day, and TK's like, you know, it's crazy. Being out of the car eight months and going back and racing with the COVID and everything, he goes, that was a long break. That's tough. Cage goes, Welcome to my world, TK. I do it every 12 months, one race a year, you know? So this year, the five races is really exciting, and I wish it would have happened. But, hey, it didn't happen. But we're fortunate to have, you know, maybe two races this year, maybe three. We'll see. Yeah, no, well, absolutely. Hopefully hopefully some of that can carry over into next year as well to make up for those couple of canceled. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Now, this is the, the question we really like to ask parents. Um, so, and, and it's kind of that, that last final serious question. You know, uh, I, well, it's not that serious. No, but, you know, yeah. you've, you, you've coached him in, in many ways. You know, you've spent a lot of time driving through the Midwest, um, which is never easy to do. So kind of thinking about, about your, your relationship, what's that one wish you, you really have for, for Sage? Well, well, I'll tell you what, the happiest, uh, as a, do you have children? No, no. Yeah. we both have yeah, that's our nieces and nephews, so that's, that's oh. our mother's greatest wish for us. <laughs> 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 that's good. That's good. 
But there's no joy like when you see your kids happy. I'll tell you what, when your kids are happy, you are happy. And when they're hurting, there's no greater pain for a parent. Sure. Um, so I don't know, my wish for him would be that he has children. I know he wants to have children someday. He always talks about being a dad. I know he really wants to be a dad someday. Just I hope it's not within the next couple of years. <laughs> so um, I just hope that he has uh, kids that give him at least half the amount of joy that he's given me. Yeah, that would be great. That's all. Well, darn it. That's a very sweet answer. Yeah. Now, now I don't yeah. want to ask, did he get you anything really, really cool for Father's Day? <laughs> Uh, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, actually, he he did. He came up and he uh, made steaks on the grill for me, and he got me a new Yeti mug. And you know, you when go. you're at this stage of the relationship, like heck, I don't even want. I just want my kids to be. I don't want anything. You know, I want to see him well, happy. Yeah, and coming up and fixing fixing steaks is a that's a great thing. Yeah, it's just like the time together yeah. because like I was on a bike ride yesterday, and uh, it was Father's Day, and. You ever hear a song by Harry Chapman, The uh, Cats in the Cradle? Yes. <laughs> oh, that came on my playlist on Father's oh, no. Day. And I'm like, wow, it's kind of sad. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. So, um, yeah, I always have time for my kids. And I'm really, really thankful when they find time for me. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Very awesome. Now, is Sydney <laughs> older or younger? She's two years younger than Sage. She's 23. He's 25. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Okay, so Sage is Sage is the older child. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Okay. Yeah, she, went <laughs> to, she went to Duquesne University, swam there, and that's where Chip Ganassi went to college too. Duquesne yeah. University in oh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Good place. I'm familiar. Yeah. I um, I say actually looked at Duquesne. I've got a lot of family. Oh yeah. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. My dad was <laughs> actually from Pittsburgh, which is why I am one of the very few uh, Steelers fans here in Indianapolis. Uh. <laughs> Pittsburgh's a great city. My daughter loves it out there. It is a great city. There's a yeah. There's lots of cool things to do there. I love the whole state of Pennsylvania, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm not just saying that because you're on the phone. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's a great place to live. My, right. Since my dad was from Pennsylvania, we uh yeah we took a trip there for a family reunion, and it was over our spring break, and so we got like a, a tour of the state of Pennsylvania because he lived a couple different places, uh-huh. mostly mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we always laugh that it's like we are probably the biggest Pennsylvania lovers that have never lived in Pennsylvania (laughs) because we grew up with our dad telling us how wonderful the state of Pennsylvania was our whole life. (laughs) No, it really is. Nice. It is. is. All right. Well, any any final thoughts? Anything else you want to add in? no, I just uh, look forward to meeting you. Please, uh, if you see me on a track, please come over and uh, say hello. And I want to thank you for uh, your time this evening. And I 